0: Welcome back to another episode of Barn Chronicles. This is Iman Gweli, and today I'm at Whispering River Rescue in Gasport, New York. Part of the rescue's mission is to educate the community about the animals. Their stories can be beautiful, heartbreaking, and downright triumphant. In case you haven't heard this story or haven't been following Whispering River Rescue on Facebook for live updates, I'm here to fill you in on all of the excitement. As the trailer pulls up to the barn with two very special donkeys, the rescue's volunteers cannot contain their elation. These donkeys had an extended stay at the local vet hospital and coming home safe and healthy was all they could hope for. Laura Randolph, the barn manager at Whispering River Rescue, helps handle a baby donkey by the name of Lord Griffin and sends him on his way into the barn. He is soon followed by his mom, Willow, back to their stall where they will settle in for the evening. Lord Griffin looks so much like his mother. A beautiful velvet black coat adorns his body with a perfect white muzzle to match. All is well and smiles are plastered on everyone's faces as this day ended a week-long ordeal that no one saw coming. You see, this story wasn't always as cheerful as just a few days ago, Lord Griffin was facing the battle of his life Hours after birth, he contracted what is called septic arthritis. Today, I will be telling you the story of Willow, also known as the rescue's famous smiling donkey, and her beautiful foal, Lord Griffin. I'll be discussing what septic arthritis is, how it is contracted, as well as the treatment and recovery for such an infection. You will also be hearing from Laura Randolph, the barn manager and caretaker, who will be accompanied by Jackie Serrano, the rescue's founder, towards the end of the podcast. Let's begin with Willow and how she came to a Spring River rescue. She was rescued from a kill pen by another rescue and was adopted out soon after that. She ended up having a foal and was extremely protective of it. That particular family who had Willow at the time felt she was being too aggressive when protecting her foal and gave her back to that rescue. One thing to keep in mind is, any mother, whether an animal or a human, will naturally be overprotective towards her new baby. Such is nature. Soon after, Whispering River Rescue came across an ad for Willow and decided to help her. About a year ago, Willow came to live at the rescue and is now a permanent resident. After many months at Whispering River Rescue, it was found that she was pregnant. It is hard to tell whether or not a Jenny or female donkey is pregnant, especially in the early months of gestation, which is why no one knew of her pregnancy early on. It is also important to note that Whispering River Rescue does not condone breeding, and all jacks or male donkeys are gelded prior to adoption. Jennies who are later found to be pregnant are as a result of exposure to Jack prior to their arrival at the rescue. Typically, Jennies are pregnant for 11 to 14 months, which is a long time by our standards. Donkeys fall on the list of animals who have long gestation periods. And if you think that is long, elephants have the longest gestation period of 18 to 22 months. That's almost two years. So you can imagine how long the rescue had to wait to meet Griffin. On March 26th of this year, Lord Griffin came into the world at 11.11 p.m. What a magical number for a prodigious moment. The rescue was so excited to welcome him and were present with Willow the entire time, from beginning to end. As Griffin was looking around at his surroundings for the first time, the rescue noticed that his umbilical cord was still attached. The vet was called as it is very important to have the fold checked out immediately after birth to ensure the health and safety of both mom and baby. The vet examined them both and realized that Griffin had what's called septic arthritis. Mom and baby were then immediately transported to the vet's office so life-saving procedures and medications could be administered. To better understand, what happened to Griffin? We need to learn what septic arthritis is, how it occurs, its symptoms, causes, diagnosis, treatments, and recovery. As mentioned earlier in the podcast, we'll be hearing from Laura Randolph, the barn manager, about Griffin's story and how he is faring today. So let's start with, what is septic arthritis? Septic arthritis oftentimes affects foals during their first month of life. It affects donkeys, horses, and other livestock as well. It has been cited as the most common cause of mortality among foals who are younger than seven days old. It affects the joints of the fetlock, the stifle, carpus, and tarsus. The fetlock is referred to as the ankle by many people, although it is technically metacarpophalangeal joint, which corresponds to the human upper knuckle. The stifle is a horse's equivalent to our knee, the carpus is referred to as the knee found only on the front legs, and the tarsus is referred to as the hawk found on the back legs. So how does it occur? In foals, it most oftentimes occurs when bacteria in another part of the body invades the bloodstream and travels down to the joints and causes infection. The bacteria can originate from the umbilical tissue, intestines, and the lungs. Often, this infection occurs with or results in osteomyelitis, which is an infection in the bone, which makes this condition even harder to treat successfully. Thankfully, this did not happen to Griffin. Why are the, what are the symptoms of septic arthritis? Once the foal is born, you should look for the following symptoms joint swelling and pain, lameness, lethargy, and fever. All these symptoms are considered an emergency situation, and one should seek immediate vet care for the full. Delayed treatment can lead to permanent joint and bone damage or death. What causes septic arthritis? As mentioned earlier, the main cause of this condition is bacteria that infects the joints through the bloodstream. There are many other factors that contribute to this condition, including The foal's inability to ingest insufficient amounts of high-quality colostrum from his mother. This can occur if the mother leaked the colostrum before childbirth or the foal was delayed in nursing. Bacteria-infected umbilicus, intestines, or lungs can also be a cause. Another one would be trauma to any part of the body, any wounds over the joints, and infections that occur from injections or surgeries. How does the vet diagnose it? A quick response is so important here as time is of the essence. You want to prevent septicemia, which can occur in as quickly as 24 to 36 hours. Once swelling, lameness, or lethargy is observed, the rule of thumb is to say it is septic arthritis, as it is so common in foals. Therefore, quick action can be taken to quickly treat the infection, preventing further complications. You can diagnose it visually from the swelling, lameness, and lethargy. Also, synovial fluid from the joint can be assessed as well. Blood samples, x rays, ultrasounds, MRIs, or CTs can also be done for quick detection. What is the treatment? The goal is to eliminate the bacteria, reduce joint inflammation as well as the pain and to remove proteins or foreign materials that are present in the joint. Treatment can be very costly and include the use of drugs and flushing the joints out with an IV solution. Medications such as broad spectrum antibiotic is necessary to eliminate the bacteria and is usually administered for two weeks after the symptoms have stopped. Some pain relievers might be given as well, depending on the situation. As far as recovery, changing bandages, monitoring the incision, and giving the medications are a must. The vet might want to retest the synovial fluid from the joint to ensure that all bacteria has been eliminated. Even with aggressive treatment, recovery rates for foals range from 42 to 89%. Now this is a large range, so the quicker the treatment, the better chance the foal will have to survive. In addition, things can turn around quickly, so active monitoring of the foal is of utmost importance. Standing by are Laura Randolph, the barn manager, and Jackie Serrano, founder of Whispering River Rescue. Laura will fill us in on Griffin's story and what happened from the minute he was born until the minute he came home today
1: okay so saturday march 26th about 11 quarter to 11 we noticed uh that willow was acting funny and proceeded to go into labor so i came here and met jackie at the barn and at 11, 11 lord griffin was born and i thought it was a girl at first but he was a boy actually um it took about it took a while longer than it should have for the umbilical cord to fall off. We did end up reaching out to Dr. Best to talk to her about it, um, at which point she guided us to grab dental floss. Um, so we actually had to separate mom from baby in the interim so we could get in there, get the dental floss on. Uh, once we got the dental floss on, the umbilical cord fell off within like two or three minutes, I think, of him starting to move around. We started him on saramune which is a colostrum supplement that we get from our vets. And we started getting that into him um, and actually had moved him into a different stall. Dr. Best came, so that was Saturday night. Dr. Best came Sunday morning and kind of gave him the once-over, um, actually brought us back the jacket that he is currently wearing because the smallest jacket we had was just a lot too. Bad. <laughs> It was a lot too big for him, but it, it worked for them. It was cold that night when he was born, so it worked to get us through the night. Um, she brought another jacket. So when the vets come out, if they're familiar with foaling, which which we don't encourage, a lot of our donkeys come here bred already. Um, but she, you know, they check their legs, their joints, their tummies, their eyes, their gums. Like they check everything. She was she was pleased with his color. Um, she said that he he brewed long enough. Because his teeth were actually starting to form. So that was a good sign. He wasn't premature. Um, she had some concerns about one of his ankles, and just so we're going to keep an eye on it. Um, and she left and we continued, you know, with instructions from her to give the remainder of the serum. At that point she did do the blood test and i came back oh, it sunday morning no um so they do they do a blood test they run tests to check for uh to make sure the baby got sufficient colostrum and um run different tests on the blood she came back monday morning and did that um they have 20 they have a 24 hour window to get that colostrum so when she came sunday morning we weren't quite at the 24 hour mark yet so she waited to run that until monday she gave us the option we chose to wait until Monday morning. Classroom test came back great, um, but she was worried still about the joint, and she actually had Dr. Bentley come back with her because his umbilicus was um, swelling up from where his umbilical cord was. So Dr. Bentley actually came out as well um, and checked in. They noticed um, edema around it. Um, so they said, you know, keep an eye on the joint. It was more swollen than it was the day before, and then they left after they gave him the once-over and then they called us Wasn't wasn't long after and said that we needed to get him and mom loaded up into the trailer, sorry, because they check, I believe she called it can't remember what the test was, SSA, I believe was the test. And there was a number that's supposed to be zero that's checking for um, infection. And his was at 240, I believe is what she said. And we needed, to, it's normally, yep, it's normally zero. And it was, his was at 240. And she said we needed to get him into the vet. And you could tell from her that time was crucial. She actually met us here to help us get our trailer ready because getting Willow and Baby on the trailer wasn't going to be the issue getting Willow and baby off the trailer at the vet's office was going to be the issue. Um, cause she was still being extremely protective of Griffin. Um, but we got him into the trailer. We had the trailer separated. So Willow was in the back, Griffin was in the front, got him to the vet's office. Uh, after some more um, talking between Dr. Best and Dr. Bentley, they did opt to do the surgery on Tuesday. So that was on Monday. He was transported Tuesday. They did the surgery late morning early afternoon um we we had some dicey moments tuesday it it got kind of ugly he's a miracle i'm sorry he's a miracle um tuesday after tuesday evening lady late afternoon early evening um he was back on the right track for holding himself up nursing suckling Willow, another concern they had was that Willow would reject him because of the anesthetics and the meds they use, they can put a different smell onto the baby. So they had some concerns, but Willow took them right back in and no hesitations. She actually cleaned up some of the, some of, there's some sticky stuff on him from like the tapes and stuff. She cleaned them all up nice and pretty. Um, they continued, they had him on like three different antibiotics and um, they continued him on that through the week and reran we ran numbers yesterday, which was Saturday, the 2nd, and, um, she was real pleased with all his numbers. Um, given what he went through, he had two septic joints an infected umbilicus. Um, they're choosing to keep him on antibiotics for another two weeks, which we'll be giving orally Jackie will give him the meds orally. I can't be the bad guy. That's my baby. Jackie's going to do it. Um, so two more weeks of antibiotics and, um, I'm sure knowing Dr. Best and Dr. Bentley, they'll probably swing through and just pop in and check out them um, unannounced, but that's why we love them. They just- They're welcome 24-7. They're welcome seven. here 24-7. They take advantage of that. And it's not just another donkey to them. I mean, they, these are their kids too, you know? And they treat them like that. But right now, Lord Griffin is on the mend. He came back home today, which was Something I was super optimistic would happen, but still, given how the week roller coastered, I was nervous that it's touch and go. It's it's touch and go. It's touch and go. Um, Given how bad the infections were, you know, we weren't sure which way that touch and go was going to go. The go went up. We got the green light to bring them home, and we're just going to keep praying that we go up from here and we have no setbacks. I'm so excited.
0: Now let's talk about prevention. How do you prevent sepsis in newborn foals? Well, one thing is, is that they must have good colostrum, you have to detach the umbilicus, watch for it between 12 to 24 hours, and watch to ensure that the foal was able to get the colostrum. You see, according to the vet, what happens is the foal's gut is open from the first 24 to 36 hours to absorb large nutrients. Therefore, anything can sneak in, such as bacteria, in the first day or so. Afterwards, the gut begins to narrow, becomes smaller, and more selective regarding the nutrients or microscopic elements it allows in for absorption. This helps to prevent bacteria and other microscopic elements from sneaking through the gut. This is why the first day is very critical for the baby's survival, and any bacteria can easily slip through the cracks, so to speak. From the moment Griffin got home, he is running around and exploring his surroundings as a healthy, week old foal should be doing. His mother continues to dote on him and places herself between anyone and her baby to protect her precious son. Life seems to be on the up and up for these two, and all hopes stay high that Griffin will be out of the woods soon. You can look for updates on Whispering River Rescue's Facebook page, as well as its website at WhisperingRiverRescue.com. And finally, on a last note, it is important not to breed your animals. If you are not familiar with foaling, this situation could be disastrous. This rescue does not breed animals and foals that are born are as a result of a Jenny's exposure to a jack prior to her arrival at Whispering River Rescue. Thank you for joining me today to learn about Whispering River Rescue and its continued effort and dedication to saving animals and providing them with a lasting and stable forever home. Please be on the lookout for the next episode of Barn Chronicles. You can access it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor for your hearing pleasure. This is Iman Grayley leaving you with this message. Choose happy, help others, don't hurt them, and always be kind get in touch at 8524 Chestnut Ridge Road, Gasport, New York, or you can call us at 716-930-1922. You can also email us at whisperingriverrescue.com. To help donkeys like Willow and Lord Griffin donate today, Whispering River Rescue is a nonprofit 501 501c3 organization. All donations and proceeds from sales and fundraisers go right back into the farm for rescuing, vetting, feeding, and general care of the animals. You can donate via Venmo at whispering-river or use the QR code on the rescue's website or Facebook page. You can also donate via PPAL at wrr8524 or use the QR code on Facebook on the rescue's website as well. We also have wish lists with Tractor Supply and Amazon. You can go to the Rescues website at whisperingriverrescue.com to click on the links there. Thank you for your continued support and we look forward to seeing you out here in Gasport, New York on your next visit to Whispering River Rescue.